21 games in, and a lot is different for the Minnesota Wild this season compared to last season. The numbers are pretty similar, but what has changed? What's better? What's worse? We'll discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at how things have stacked up this year through 21 games compared to last year. What's different? What's the same? What's better? What's worse? We'll discuss all of that on today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, my name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And right off the bat, 21 games in, uh, the Wild at 10-9-2 on the season. Last year at this date, the Wild were 14-6-1 through 20 one games. Obviously, a lot has changed from last year to this year, but a lot has stayed the same. And so how did we get to this point? That is our goal that we are going to tackle here today. You may have seen me tweet out if you follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes, T-O-U-P-S. You may have seen me tweet out the following stats in regards to how the Minnesota Wild season has gone so far through 21 games. The Minnesota Wild in 2022-2023 have scored 62 goals. They've allowed 62 goals. Their power play is at 23.2%. Penalty kill is at 82.4%. Last year, the Wilds, through 21 games, had 74 goals for, 62 goals against. The power play was at 15.1%. And the penalty kill was at... 80.8%. 80.8%. So not uh, not too bad uh, in terms of those special teams numbers, but obviously uh, the Wild doing better in both categories this year. And it feels like it's noticeably better, at least visually, uh, in those two areas. We can start right there with the special teams. Uh, that has been, I think, one of the biggest changes from a positive perspective from this year compared to last year. Uh, the numbers at this point in the season, not terrible, but boy, were we in for a bumpy ride as the season went along. Wild just had a ton of trouble throughout the season uh, in the power play department. Really uh, had trouble generating chances for one, and uh, their power play seemed like they had more of a propensity to just pass around and um, wait for that One perfect shot, as opposed to trying to kind of move the defense around, get them going side to side, and then tic-tac-toe it towards the net. Uh, That has not been as much of a problem this season, although one of the issues that we've seen with the power play so far this year that wasn't as much of an issue last year is, uh, of course, the top heaviness of this power play unit. The Wild have really that one top unit 
uh, on the power play that is working uh, so far this season. The second unit has had some stretches, but a lot of it has been not uh, not what you would hope for uh, in terms of a uh, a power play. So really have relied heavily on the top unit, but a unit that is full of uh, a lot of great passers, a lot of uh, great playmakers, uh, I think is the biggest difference from last year to this year, is that uh, you're not treating it like just five on five out there and throwing um, your your forward line with defensemen. It's been mostly Kalen Addison as the, uh, the defenseman leading the charge um, on that power play unit, but then it's been Kaprizov, it's been Boldy, it's been Zuccarello, it's been Erickson Eck, with the exception of a little bit of juggling just to try to kind of get things back on track. That has been a pretty steady unit for this team. And last year we saw a lot of changes on uh, both the power play and the penalty kill. So I think one of the biggest differences this year has been just the consistency in that top lineup and the ability for them to attack the net way more than they had last season while on the man advantage. It got to the point where we even were just jokingly saying that penalties should be declined. Haven't had as much of that here this year. There was a lull with the power play, but so far it has been a much better unit here um, in 2022-2023. And that goes for the penalty kill as well. Now, as we uh, as we mentioned in the numbers through 21 games, not bad at 80%. But it just feels like such a different penalty kill than we have seen previously in that the Wild are being so much more aggressive this year with how they treat the penalty kill. They're going out to attack skaters that have the puck for the opposition. They are trying to clear above all else. And uh, they're even mixing in a little bit of trying to deny the team on the power play from even getting into the offensive zone. Uh, And so all of that has led to, I think, us feeling pretty good about where the penalty is at. And the understanding, by extension, is that with a more aggressive penalty kill, you are going to give up power play goals here and there, but it is way more sporadic than it's been um, as we saw down the stretch last year to where the final, I think, 40 games of the season, the Wild were operating under 60% on the penalty kill. And so it wasn't even that they were, you know, being kind of over-aggressive to where teams were able to maneuver around that and score. They just were giving up power play goals left and right. And so there has been a huge boost with this team being more aggressive on the penalty kill. Goaltending has been better on special teams as well. And uh, the Wild near the list of, uh, near the top of the list in terms of teams scoring shorthanded goals as well. So special teams from last year to this year, a big thumbs up and a big uh, increase in production, which uh, has been one of the, I think, pleasant surprises of this season so far, which has seen this team right around the 500 mark. Uh, So starting off with the good, the special teams this year compared to last year have improved um, all across the board, which is great. We love that. Let's dive in and discuss the biggest area that has not improved from 
last year to this year, the offense in general. And uh, we'll continue that as we take a look 21 games in to the Minnesota Wild season. We'll do that after this here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football and basketball to soccer, all the way to esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more, all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Everything you need to know about the wide world of sports all in one place. Lockdown Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Lockdown Wild is. So make sure that if you are not already subscribed, that you join us follow on YouTube, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any great videos throughout the rest of the season. Special teams, good so far to start the season. Penalty kill numbers up, penalty kill optimism up. Power play is doing pretty good uh, and has uh, been mostly solid throughout the start of the season. The offense And the numbers that we discussed at the beginning of the season, this team has scored 12 fewer goals through 21 games than it did last year, but it feels like the offensive struggles have been way more wide-ranging than what we saw last year was a team who... And it's crazy because you look at the, uh, the number of goals and 12 fewer in a 21-game span, it's about a half goal less per game. And so it may not seem like a lot, but you get to this pace over the course of a regular season, and uh, you end up at about, you end up right around 240 goals. And last year, the Wild, of course, scored uh, a franchise record and, um, ended up getting over 300 on the season, 60 goals fewer. So it may not be a lot now, but if this continues throughout the course of the season, it's going to add up as we move along. And we knew coming in that it was going to be a struggle for this team to try to fill the production vacated by Kevin Fiala being traded to the Los Angeles Kings. But I don't think the level of drop in production that has been seen was something that anybody anticipated. And it's not just the three guys. I think a lot of it gets left at the feet of Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno. You can throw Freddie Goudreau in there. I I think a lot of it gets left on those guys because those are the ones who seemed to be you know, singled out as well, those guys had career years. They're just going to need to do it again. But by and large, it has just been collectively up and down the lineup. Guys not named Kirill Kaprizov, um, 
Matt Zuccarello and Matt Boldy have just not been scoring so far this season. You had Ryan Hartman with a career season last year and uh, through the first month and a half of the season, um, and actually through the first two months of the season, Ryan Hartman scored 12 goals last year. He had four in October. He had eight in November. And to go even a bit further, Hartman had 14 points in 14 November games, was a plus 15 in the month of November. And so you lost all of that production so far this season, save the one goal that Hartman scored before he went on injured reserve. Um, Was playing better, but uh, still, you're losing a ton of that production to start off the season. Of course, you've got Marcus Foligno as well. And uh, Foligno so far has has started to pick up uh, some of the goal scoring with, uh, with three goals now on the season. But you look at the pace that he was on last year. And through the first couple of months of the season, Foligno had nine goals. So you got through the month of November, Foligno had nine, Hartman had 12, and uh, let's look at the pace of Jewel Erickson Eck, who has started to pick it up, so not as worried about him as some of these other guys. Erickson Eck, through the first two months of the season, he had nine goals as well. So you've got right there, you've got 30 goals, and so far this season combined from those guys, 10. So that's a drop of 20 goals right there. But the offensive issues stem from a lot more than just those guys not scoring as much. We have not seen a lot in the way of line uh, meshing, line chemistry like we saw last year. One of the great things I think about last season is that we maybe, you know, took we took advantage of it, I think, maybe more than we should have. Um, all the way through to the playoffs against St. Louis. You get to where the line combinations are working so well that you just don't you do not do anything with the lineup. And so you've got the Kaprizov line with Hartman and Zuccarello. That line worked pretty much all season once it was formed last year. Set it and forget it. You had Fiala, Boldy, and Goudreau. That line was great once they came together through the rest of the season. Set it and forget it. You had the grief line, which you're not going to touch anyway. Set it and forget it. So where are you doing your line tweaking then? That is the fourth line, and that ended up being you know, the, the doers for a good portion of the season before the trade deadline. And then your fourth line ended up being Tyson Jost, Nick Delorier, and kind of fill in the blank from there as to who you want to be that third member of that grouping. Well, this season, there have been so many injuries. Ryan Hartman, for one. Jordan Greenway missed a good portion of the start of the season. Came back, got hurt the game he came back, had a setback, and so now he's finally getting to where he's getting comfortable in the lineup. So you haven't had him available you haven't had Hartman available. You've had Duhame out of the lineup a couple of different times. The lineup has been just chaos so far this season, and it has been few and far in between as to where the line combinations have worked well. You've had three different centers 
on four different centers on the top line because Ryan Hartman was hurt. So he got bumped off that line. Freddie Goudreau was in. We've also seen Sam Steele in on that top line. And there just has not been any of that consistent chemistry um, amongst lines so far this season. The one line I think that you did find that is intriguing beyond this season is Brandon Duhame, Jewel Erickson Eck, Marcus Foligno. But Duhame is out, so you're not able to. It just has been a lot of a lot of line chaos that has led to these lines not gelling. And by and large, puck possession has been a big problem for this team as well. So you take all these little elements and you pack them together into one little package, and that's what creates the um, the issues that we've seen so far uh, scoring for this team. And actually, if we're being honest, I thought the differential of goals between last year to this year was going to be substantially worse than simply 12. But the interesting thing, I think, is... Not that the Wilds are scoring fewer goals. We knew that was going to be the case coming in. They've given up the exact same as last season, which is interesting to me in a couple of different ways. And so we will take a look at that. We'll also just talk kind of about the season as well as we examine where the Wild are at, what we know, what we don't, as we have gotten to the quarter poll of the NHL season. We'll continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the full lowdown of everything going on throughout the wide world of sports, all in one place. Locked On Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked On Wild. So taking a look now at the defense and the goaltending so far this season. And it's interesting because we just got shot out of a cannon so abruptly to start the year uh, that you just you really didn't know what was going on with this team. Um, Was it the goaltending? Was it the defense? What in the world was uh, was happening um, to start off the season? It just was, was not great. I mean, you lose, you give up 20 goals in your first three games of the year. Some of it was bad goaltending. Some of it also was on the defense. And, It's amazing how much that has improved to this point in the season, to where you look at it in those first three games, 20 goals allowed. In the next 18, you've allowed 42, which is slightly over two per game, which is, that's that's a pretty good spot to be in, um, in the NHL. And actually... Uh, was looking at trying to figure out what ended up being the problem for the uh, the Wild at the beginning of last year that um, that prompted some of the uh, the goaltending things that we saw 
uh, the rest of the season. So if you look at Cam Talbot's numbers to start off the year last year, he was 5-2 and two in October, 2.55 goals against average, a 9-12 save percentage. He had that weird game against Winnipeg in which the, uh, the Wilds ended up winning 6-5 to five in overtime. Beyond that, he was pretty good in the month of October. In the month of November was where things started to uh, kind of turn on their heads. And uh, the month of November, Talbot had one, two, three, four different starts in which he gave up four goals or more. He also had another one in which he gave up three goals against average of 2.82 at that point uh, through the month of November, a 9.15 save percentage. You go to the month of December and uh, three and two on the season. Now, even with all those goals given up, Talbot still ended up going seven and three in November. Three and two in December. 3.17 goals against average. Gave up six to Dallas. Gave up five to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, And then, of course, we all remember what happened in the Winter Classic against the St. Louis Blues. And that was the point in which the season looked like things were starting to kind of unravel uh, before Talbot was able to uh, pick it up. And, of course, he had that legendary stretch to finish the season in which uh, he propelled the Wild into the playoffs. We also had some sprinklings of Capo Kakinen throughout uh, the first couple months of the season before he was traded. And um, his numbers weren't bad either. It's just, as we said, as the season was rolling through to, to start, is that the luxury of being a team that scores as many goals as the Wild did last year is that that can mask... A lot of problems. Uh, The Wilds were one of the best teams in five-on-five last year. They are near the bottom of the list this year. The special teams numbers were not great. Penalty kill or power play by the end of the season last year. It doesn't matter if you're scoring a ton of um, even-strength goals throughout the course of the season. You can win games 6-4. to I think what we have seen from this team so far is that they are putting in better effort defensively because they know that they don't have as much of that fine... There's not that fine line you can cross of, oh boy, we might we might not be able to hold this team to under three goals today. Is that going to be enough for us to win, or are we going to come up short three to two? Last year was like, fine, we'll give up four, we'll score six, we'll score seven. And so I think we have seen a good rebound from the defense and goaltending as well. Let's let's not let's not give lack of credit to what uh, Mark Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson have done so far this season. They have stolen games to where you could maybe count on one hand the number of times that a wild goalie stole a game last year. And it was usually it was usually against teams that struggled to score themselves. The Wild have done it to teams that have no problem scoring goals so far this season. 
And so you're seeing better defense, better goaltending um, after that dreadful start. So is it better this year than it was last year? Well, the jury is out on that, but I just I find it interesting that we got to this point and the Wild have won fewer games this year, but it feels like they just are playing. <laughs> if you look at the numbers and considering the ups and downs of the season so far, feels like this team is playing just infinitely worse levels of hockey than they were last year. And so an interesting look at uh, at where this team is through the first quarter of the season. Now, obviously, what needs to improve as we go to the next quarter of the season and already get to the halfway point, which is crazy. We need to see some line continuity for this team. Get some line combinations that are working to where you can start to develop some chemistry with who you're playing with on the ice, which will lead to better opportunities for this team to score more goals. We're going to need to see some other players not from the top of the roster. Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, and Matt Zuccarello. We're going to need to see some other guys step up and score some goals. We've seen this with Jewel Erickson Eck, who's up to six on the season himself. Marcus Felino's had a couple of goals over the past few games. So we're starting to see some of that secondary scoring come back. But there's going to need to be a lot more of that as we move throughout uh, the final moments of November into the month of December. And uh, for this team, they need to they need to not take the foot off the gas defensively or between the pipes as well. Those units got to stay sharp because we have already seen it. The come-from-behind magic has not had the same effect as it did last year. The five-on-five scoring, not nearly as good as it was last year. And so it is harder for this team to overcome deficits to put themselves in position to win. They need to be much more of a, you maybe can operate from a one-goal deficit, but this is a team that just needs to approach games as if they really can't afford to get behind by more than one way better to operate just from the lead. So if the team continues to do the right things effort-wise, get some secondary scoring to continue, and they continue to get good performances from their goalies, and the defense continues to do a good job of, uh, of limiting the amount of chances that are getting to the net, then this team can continue to win games and um, can push for a playoff spot at the end of the year. But it's not going to be easy because we have seen stretches where this team just struggles to control the puck. They just look lifeless out there. So this next quarter of the season is going to be a pivotal one for this team with plenty of tough opponents, as we'll discuss as we dive a little further into the month of December. And um, they're going to need to win a bunch of these games in tight fashion to uh, to put themselves in a position to climb up the current playoff charts. So first quarter of the season was a bumpy ride 
Let's hope that uh, by now, the drivers of the vehicle, so to speak, are a little more familiar with the terrain and how the vehicle handles to be able to make this next quarter a little more smooth sailing than the uh, first 21 games to start the year. And that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Again, everything you need from the wide world of sports all in one place. Lockdown Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Lockdown Wild. So make sure you follow on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms so that you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week covering your favorite hockey team, the Minnesota Wild. So make sure that you stick with us. We've got new episodes coming every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.